You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, sexymarriage.net. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Christmas is fast approaching, so hopefully you got all your Christmas shopping done out in the I sexy marriage nation. I'm not necessarily talking to you, my wife, Pam, because <laughs> okay, I, I kind of know where... Asking me or... <laughs> I kind of know. I know where you and I stand. This is more to the sexy marriage nation, but that works. Uh, just in case there was something you didn't have done and I was unaware. So. Yeah, and hopefully you guys are able to stay jolly out there in the midst of all the crowds and the holiday crowds. Share some, some love with Absolutely. someone else that may need it. Christmas season can add a lot of different things to people, good and bad. Yes. So we hope that yours is blessed. And we th- say thank you again to the Sexy Merge Nation for taking time out of your week every single week to spend a little bit of time with us where we want to have straightforward, honest conversations about marriage and sex because we believe that uh, that is the hotbed for sex is within the confines and the sacredness of marriage. Yeah. And we want to espouse that as far and as wide as we can. And that's where you come in and help us. One is you help us by setting the tone and the questions and the comments and the feedback that we get. And you can call us at 214-702-9565. That puts you at the front of the line. If you've got any questions or something you want us to cover, there are several of you that have uh, called and left a voicemail. And what we are doing is tracking down some uh, people to help speak specifically to the topics that are being asked, because some of them are a little bit out of my specialty. Oh, okay. And so I'm going right. to find so some experts that can really specialist. speak into it well. Okay. And we're going to, uh, so if you've called and left a voicemail and you have yet to hear it, that's why we're, we're lining some people up and Holiday season makes that a little bit more difficult at times. All right. Um, But the other way you can let us know is feedback at sexymergeradio.com, where we read those all that come through. Every single one are read. Some are responded to. Some become shows. Some become topics. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we love hearing from the Sexy Marriage Nation. And we also love when the Sexy Marriage Nation helps support us by jumping on iTunes and subscribing, rate and review the show, um, jumping on Spotify, iHeartRadio, any other ways you listen to the show and leaving a review and a rating, that helps us spread the word that married sex is the best place for sex yeah. because we want that to be far and wide, like I said earlier. So one of the thoughts that uh, with the new year coming right upon us and this year of 2018 coming to a close, lots of people will be looking ahead to how am I going to make 2019 better? And this is a particular or a specific shout out to the men in the Sexy Marriage Nation. One of the things that's the best resource I have come across that I'm a part of that helps men be better men is the Man of His Word Mastermind Groups that we run. Mm -hmm. And those start up again in January. So right now um, is the time where I'm finding the right people to be in groups, not just first come, first serve. And so this is a six-month journey with a group of six other men who have decided, I want to make life better as a man. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. I want to just truly kind of be better in my own skin. 
and learn mm-hmm. how to stand up and lead and set a tone and be more disciplined. There's lots of different things that this can take shape for. And so if you are interested in uh, being a part of the group, um, send me an email. You can do it at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com is fine, or you can send it to Corey at sexymarriage.net and just say, tell me more about the masterminds. Mm-hmm. And ladies, you're not left out in the cold. Uh, shortly, sometime in the first quarter, uh, we're going to roll out um, something more specific for the wives also. Right. That'll be an exciting time. That's still taking shape because it's hard for me as a guy to lead that. So it's trying to mm-hmm. figure out a way to to find uh, a, a, a real good avenue that makes this fit with what the women could really benefit from. Mm-hmm. And so if you are interested in joining a group... Um, it can change your life. That, that's what I've seen from the guys that have gone through this in the past. And it's and some of the, the two-hour calls that we have twice a month are some of the most fun of, of my weeks. Yeah, you got some great calls. testimonials from some of the guys. I think you've had an emails that, that um, yep. you've put out um, for this that are pretty incredible. So it's been very, very cool. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, we've got a couple of questions that have come in. And we will give our answers to those questions. And also on the, on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper and about as twice as long, and you can find, subscribe to hear that at sexymarriage.net. Um, last week on the extended version, we went through some timelines on how to deal with the concept of sexual integrity and technology with your children. So this week on the extended version is a conversation that Pam and I had with our children that we recorded about eight months ago on the topic of sexuality. Yeah, it's 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 pretty great to go back and listen to their insights and the questions that they had, but also their responses to questions that we posed of them. Yep. And, you know, these are just general kids. I think it's kind of useful as a parent to hear right. the so feedback from kids. You can hear from a 13 hearing. and an 11-year-old and what their thoughts are and just a casual conversation that we had in our living room one night that yeah. we recorded. It's worth hearing. That's for so sure. So all of that's coming up on today's show. We're glad you're here. So this is a question that's come in. Um, that's an interesting one because we've, we've covered the topic of pornography a couple of times mm-hmm. throughout the life of sexy marriage radio. Yeah. And this one is a, is a, a slightly different uh, nuance to it. And so the question basically is my husband has struggled with pornography in the past and I believe that now he's more honest about it, and he's not hiding with me and with the, uh, that kind of a struggle. And one of the reasons why I think that is because he's actually asking for pictures of me instead. So this wife's question is, is it okay if he masturbates to images of me instead of porn during times when his desire is higher than mine or I'm unavailable? Thanks so much for your show. I love that she's posing this question. I'm... Uh... I would say, yeah, it's totally fine. Um, you know, where are you with um, posing the, for the pictures? Are you okay with that? Yeah. That's so great. There's the two things that come up to my mind right off the bat are um, one is the technology mm-hmm. associated because anytime there's an image, if you send it over anything, there's a there's a, a trail a possibly that part and, scares and the that that can be scary me. and there are some there's there's resources out there that um and this is where you you have to rely on the integrity of the company that's proposing this stuff and i'm going to take yeah. them at their face value that on a lot of ones where you have some of these private apps 
that allow you sync it only with your spouse. And so it's only the two people. I mean, we have one that we can, we can communicate with. Whisper. Whisper's app. Mm-hmm. And it, it allows for anything that's sent, it goes on their server and immediately off is what they say. And so it's actually the, the, the physical images are housed only on your phone. And then you're talking about how do you protect those. And so there's, there's ways to encrypt things. There's ways to protect things. There's ways so that the iCloud doesn't catch it or the Google Cloud or anything. And it's just, it's just taking some of the forethought to investigate that. Because mm-hmm. you obviously falling in the wrong hands, lots of different things could happen. Yeah. So that's one reality. It's just, okay, be aware of the technology. But the other thing is on just her specific question of, is it okay if he masturbates to images of me? I see that as a good alternative to pornography. I see that as a, a, a good, a, a better path forward in the sense of, hey, she's recognizing we have a differences in desire. She's recognizing I have times when I'm unavailable. So this is an opportunity. This is an, an option. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think anything's wrong with it. It probably comes down to each person's own comfort level. Yeah, yeah. I it it's still to me that one is still keeping it uh be, between the two of you. Um there's certainly times when you're apart could be apart for extended periods of times. I've I've heard of this with uh that wives did when their husbands were overseas in the military. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um they were certainly going to be apart for long periods of time. Right. Um so if, if something's going to be happening, I want you to be looking at me. Yeah, and this is and this is one of those interesting things because it's a way that you're still keeping your sexual energy in the relationship more because you're at least bringing that aspect of yourself to the relationship. His his willingness to even ask the question is bringing more of himself to the relationship in my mind. Yeah, and this is where it. I I, I like I love the fact she's asking the question. Yep. <laughs> because yep. it it brings up something we've not usually talked about. And I guess to one one thing that comes to my mind, and this is some of the pushback I think we might could hear, is, yeah, but isn't that you're not together? You know, it's it's isolating. It's you're you're reserving it. You're you're keeping you are, it from your spouse. Well, we're still not saying do this in lieu of exactly. Right? We're, we're still responding to her question of. Is there there's a de- desire difference, and if he wants it every day, whereas right. she wants it one, once a week, and he's trying to just kind of fill in those gaps, or and she's asking the question about when they're apart for extended periods of time, right? Or we're unavailable because of not pregnancy, saying or it's okay to yep. do this and withhold it from exactly. your spouse. That's not what we're encouraging, and we also recognize. I mean, we've talked about masturbation before, and that. The hand is totally different than the vagina, right? Yep. It's a lot firmer, and we realize that there can be some um, some effect on the actual performance between the two of you if there's extensive extensive masturbation, right? Yes, and and so we're those are points that we're not even hitting because that's not the question she was asking. Right? Uh, there are other repercussions from it. Right. Um, but we certainly. For the specific question she's asking, you know what? If if you guys are both good with that, yeah, we're we're focusing the energy on the couple. Mm-hmm. He's focusing his energy on her. If she um, loves to, is 
on board with, you know, giving some provocative pictures for her husband, go for it. Absolutely. Because it's keeping, it's, it's making things out in the open. And that's, I think that's where marriage gets enhanced and magnified. Well, it's, to me, that's a way to add a little bit of spice too. Because I think, uh, anyway, it adds some spice. And I think that that could have potential for some other things between the two of them, some extra spice and adventure down the road between the two of them mm-hmm. that can add some intimacy between husband and wife. Yeah, it absolutely can. Because intimacy, just for those of you that are new to the sexy imagination, um, there's two components to intimacy in my mind. It's knowing someone else and it's them knowing me. Mm-hmm. And so that's, a, that's what we're talking about here is I'm sharing something of myself with the request. She's re- sharing something of herself with the honoring of the request. And that's that can be edifying. And she may be totally getting outside of her comfort zone to do something provocative. Yep. That's good. So here's another question that came in that's worth spending a little bit of time on. And I think we got a lot we could go with with this question that's coming up. Yeah. So okay. what do you do in the beginning of a relationship that she, this is from a wife. Okay. She used to perform by doing fun experimental things and even faking an orgasms. Now that we just have normal, maybe even boring sex, my mu- my husband wants me to the be I was be the way I was before. So our conversations about this usually wind up in fights, and when I've brought up sexual mundaneness before, he takes it up as it takes it as a huge insult. I'm not trying to offend his abilities. I want to talk more along the lines of what else could we be doing or trying. So this one, there's three things that jump out to me. Okay. In this. Right. Yeah. It's what do you do with the the what was and now what is is one component. The faking. Yeah, that is, one sticks out to me. Of, okay, I was doing this fun stuff, but I was faking it. And then spicing it up, and that being taken as a, being offended. It's it's coming from a detrimental side. Is how it's being received. Yeah. Of like, you're questioning my ability because it's not good. I wonder if he knows that she was faking it before. Fair question. Uh, you know, wow, we were doing all this exciting stuff before and she was so exciting. And wow, does he have any clue that she was faking orgasm? Did I'm assuming maybe she enjoyed what was going on because she thought it was exciting from the sound of the email. Yeah, because that's an interesting thing with the faking. It could be I'm trying to enhance his pleasure. Maybe so. To because we do have an element of sex that happens where we feed off each other, mm-hmm. and so when my spouse is at least portraying they're having a good, really enjoying it. It does magnify mine, and so mm-hmm. sometimes that can be. And it sounds like at the beginning it might have been. This was just kind of trying to make it about him. That's what it sounds like. At least that's, that's a nice way. Like. It's a nice way to frame it. Yeah, <laughs> but least. that gets to be a lot of work after time if all the it's all just about. Well, and then when that bubble inevitably bursts or is discovered, that's when it's, there's a different hurt to it of like, wait, hold on. Because when you get into the the longevity of married life and you get into the depth of life with each other, I would venture to guess most of the sexy marriage nation, male and female alike, what they really want is a partner that's wanting this for themselves too. Mm, that, yeah. you know, they, they don't, don't put on a show for me, just for me. Well, I think the that's the whole high desire, low desire right. question the whole time, right? I want you to want it. Right. I think another way you can even think of this is that 
you know, the newness of a relationship <laughs> when we're first getting into something that we're kind of naive about at mm-hmm. times, that there is an element of, I'm kind of faking this because I don't really know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I agree. That, and this this isn't just on the orgasm level. This is just on the sex level. And too. at that point, it's exciting because it's still <laughs> right. pretty new. It's early on. So, yeah, it, it seems more exciting than... Right. But I, I applaud the fact that what she's pointing out is she's recognized in her own journey. Look, I faked this. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll own that. And now I've recognized that what I've got underneath that is kind of mundane. You know, it's just get the job done sex. Yeah, I don't want to fake it anymore. And so I, how do I get past that? Because I can't just fake that. Because faking it at, now, at that point, when you've acknowledged that in yourself, faking that is deceiving yourself. Right? If, if you yeah, go that's on, a whole nother level. And that's, we usually have this components of, I'm not going to go against myself to a, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so she's now... How do I shift this to what else could we be doing? How can we break out of this mundane, almost just functional, boring level sex? Mm-hmm. But then it comes to the whole dilemma of how do you bring that up to your partner who participates in this mundane act with you and probably maybe doesn't think it's mundane, sees it as maybe this is really good. Maybe it's good enough. Maybe it's getting the job done and... So lots of times, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Pam, lots of times when you're presented something that is like, you know what, I'm unhappy with this, Mm -hmm. and it involves the both of us, Yeah, we can respond with a pretty hurt. It's almost like a um, performance review that I failed. It can can be that way. Uh, Some performance reviews are... um, phrased well and some are phrased really poorly (laughs) right it's funny because i think again i think of this at work anytime we have an issue a problem that comes up i ask people to come with a solution yes so i want my spouse to come to me and if they don't if if you don't like something i'm doing Corey, i'd like to know what it is but I'd also like to know what it is that you would like. How would it you would? How is it that you would like? Okay. To be stroked or touched or okay. Um, so that leads at. that leads to where I'm heading with my mind. Of okay. This is whenever we've got something going on on a systemic level, which is the dynamic of a marriage relationship, it's easy to come at it with the "Hey, let me tell you about what's going on" problem mentality, F- assuming then. I will get buy-in from my spouse to want to change whatever I deem as a problem. Okay. You're assuming buy-in, yes. Right. Which largely, maybe that's based on fact, but it rarely works out that way. Okay. So what you can do is you've got two different options. One is you can bring it up, which she she said she's done, and it didn't go well because he took it as a questioning of his abilities. Or if what you've got is some mundaneness and some normal boring sex you change it up yeah it's that seems kind of common sense i guess yeah but when we get caught really when when we get caught in this it's this whole there's a lot of anxiety into bringing change into that area especially if she is the lower desire Mm -hmm. because there's this component of 
I don't know what I would do to change it up. I don't know. I just know I don't like what I have. And sometimes that's that's a big enough shift right there just to say, you know what? Maybe we could collaborate together on this. Maybe there is a way we could have some buy-in to at least brainstorm, talk about, explain, hey, what would you hope for? What would be your fantasies if we were to try, mm-hmm. you know, tell me, what what would it be? No holds barred. You know, let's just start from total out there political incorrectness, and then we'll bring it down to what we'd actually start to do. Yeah. Right? So this is a chance to reveal more of you, and I'll do the same of me. And so sometimes that could start that way in a conversation, and I would offer the suggestion of these conversations are best taking place outside of the context of sex, not after something has just happened. Yeah, and maybe not even sitting in the bedroom. Right. Doing these, it over lunch at Chipotle. Yep, this is a good thing. There's, get some extra spice. So <laughs> it's the idea of having it out of the norm to bring this conversation. That way you're a little more less tied to the moment and the environment, which okay. oftentimes can set us off. Because okay. a lot of times what couples have... Most most conversations they have about sex are right after it when it's gone bad. Okay. And that, we're usually tip. really defensive and reactive mm-hmm. in that state, mm-hmm. even if we're operating pretty well. <laughs> right? yeah. So change it up and have that kind of a conversation outside of, a, outside of the normal pattern of when you would actually do this. But it's, it's initiating the conversation and then it's reaching out and saying, well, okay, I want to talk about what else we could be doing. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of that coin is start doing and leading towards what else you could be doing. Yeah. If she has a history of, I would put on little shows and perform a little bit, but that felt like faking. Is it possible to do that now and not be faking? And that actually spices it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Because she's now grown into, I'm not doing this for your pleasure. I'm doing it because I like the power I can grab and Mm -hmm. harness by doing this for you and for me. And but that's a gotta, big change. She's got to figure out what needs to change for her, for her to not have to fake it. Well, sure. And that's maybe a, she knows that maybe she doesn't. That's an individual journey that she's going to have to go on and start to look through the lens of what would this look like for me that would add spice, mm-hmm. that would add variety. Because there is an element of, Anytime you're trying to change up a normal pattern of sex, there is some tact involved Mm -hmm. and some wisdom involved and some kindness involved, Mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes the, uh, no, no, stop, you're you're horrible. That's not a good way to bring about about a good change. Instead, just just the wording of, hey, what if we went backed up, tried this? That's providing solutions right there. Right. What if, (laughs) you know, hey enough there move on to another area please you know just some of those that's a little softer than a character indictment of their inability yeah (laughs) to bring about pleasure (laughs) (laughs) so so sometimes it's just looking at all right how do you see what my role is in this because if i and i'll just be straightforward with this with this young lady or Older woman, I don't even know an age because it's an email so they, yeah. or a question that came in. So if some of the mundaneness and boring sex that's happening, you've helped create it. It's not just him. It, well, yeah. So, it takes two to tango. So it's this. recognizing, okay, I need to take charge of this aspect of my life for me. Mm-hmm. And if you have a willing participant, which it sounds like you started that way. Mm-hmm for sure, then 
he's going to reap the benefits of that. He's going to get to experience better, more essence of you and the sweetness of you mm-hmm. as it evolves and grows and matures and starts to be shown to him. Because you're doing this for you and you're doing this for him. You both win. True. So <laughs> I got nothing else on that one. So sometimes the last thing that jumps out to me is the whole concept of how do you bring these kind of conversations up with somebody when they don't react well? Mm-hmm. Well, you bring them up. Their reaction's on them. Yeah, there's nothing you can do yeah. about that one. And so you could qualify it with the, I'm not, I'm not criticizing abilities. And if that's a true statement, then that's up to them to accept that fact and grow up and realize, okay, hold on. What we're talking about is what could be not a problem that doesn't have a solution. Yeah, you've just got to stop wishing that you had the guts to bring it up. Just, right. Just buckle up and because, ask the question. Because most of the time we don't want to bring these things up when we know what the reaction might be because I'm trying to actually control the reaction more than I am share the details. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get backwards. we got to recognize my job is to share the details that I need to Yeah. and then handle whatever the reaction is or isn't. Mm-hmm. Hi, Dr. Allen and Pam. I've been binge listening to your show for about three weeks. Yesterday, I decided to see if any other couples on Christian podcasts were worth listening to. There were nuggets of information on the ones I heard, but nothing like yours. Your show is very meaty from beginning to end. With that said, I wanted to comment on the emails pushing back on your show with Pam Costa. It is my belief when I listen to your show that you expect that listeners will put on their thinking caps and ask themselves if what they hear or read is in line with their values or not. Even some of the shows have been somewhat contradictory to other shows. I believe you're just presenting different viewpoints with the hope that your listeners will think for themselves. We live in a secular world, and the secular world still has some good ideas. Take it like eating a watermelon. Eat the good and spit out the seeds. This is where our solidness comes in that we are learning from you. Thank you for being willing to listen to all viewpoints without being offended. Thank you so much. You two are awesome, and I really appreciate you. And we're going to leave it at that. Thank you to the Sexy Marriage Nation. Yeah, we uh, love the nation. For for keeping us on our toes, um, telling us what you think, asking questions, calling in 214-702-9565 is how you get your voice to be heard and help shape this conversation as it unfolds. So we love you guys. Have a happy and Merry Christmas with your family. And we'll see you again next time.